and welcome to episode 26 of the Cinefessions podcast. I am one of your three hosts. My name is Brandon Schauen, and we have Chris Ranson and Ash Collins. Gentlemen, how are we tonight? Chris, how are you? I'm amazing as always. Excellent. God on me. <laughs> and it must be so great. great. It is. <laughs> awesome. And what about you, Ash? How are you feeling tonight? Nah, it's a fucking Monday. I know. Exactly. Normally we record on Thursdays. And so you wake up and you only have one day left to work. Well, Ash, you don't have work the next day, but I wake up and only have one day of work. And it's like, yes, the weekend's almost here. And tonight it's fucking Monday. And today was definitely a Monday at work. And so I'm not looking forward to the rest of this week. Fortunately, tomorrow I'm not actually in my branch. I'm out training. And so it'll be a pretty easy day, which makes me happy. And then I have a short day Wednesday. And then next week, even better, I have I work Saturday morning, but only till one. But then I'm off Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. So it's gonna be it's gonna be a good what? week. Who'd yeah. you go to get that? Well, I have extra. I have time I need to kill before the end of the year, and uh, you, can only, you can only like transfer over so many hours to the next year of personal time. And so I needed to kill some. So uh, we have uh, Veterans Day on November 11th. So that's Wednesday. So using my time wisely, like I've done all year. I've uh, maximized my time off by taking Monday and Tuesday off. So I get five-day weekends. So that's pretty damn cool. Hell yeah. You going yeah. to do anything? Uh, no, because Bridget has to work. So I'm just going to be playing video games and watching movies and podcasting. Yeah. Watching football. All that fun stuff that I like to do. So excellent ash what did you end up doing since thursday it's not exactly a full week but did you get anything done since thursday mm, not really i um i watched i spit on your grave uh, kind of eh. okay um i have i gotta finish writing up the review on that um i don't know i haven't done a whole lot yeah. waiting on uh um oh uh, i finally watched evil dead again for like the second time ever so that was. Oh really? Was, yeah, I'd actually I'd watched it like parts of it once on Sci-Fi, which is edited beyond belief anyway. Oh. And then I rented it one time like years ago, and then yeah, watched it this time. Hmm. Um, but they uh, yeah, it didn't do a whole lot. Okay. We just kind of hung out with my wife, and we did our tabletop stuff over the weekend. So that eats up a lot of time. Yeah, like how how long do you spend doing that on? Because you do it on Sunday nights, right? Uh, well, we do it on Fridays, and on Fridays my son runs. Um, he usually does it between three or four hours. Okay. And then, uh, like right after work, and then um, uh, on Sundays I run it. Uh, but I we usually start at four, but it, it can go between four hours and five hours depending on what's going on and how tired I am after work. Wow, that's awesome. I've never done that. Always been interested, but never did. It's fun. Hmm. Chris, have you ever done anything like that? No. Okay. No, sir. Yeah. Awesome. So what did you end up doing between Thursday and Monday, Chris? Everything. Obviously. I know. Oh, my God. <laughs> um, uh. So keeping with my, you know, making Jeff watch horror films. Yeah. I made him watch uh, The House is October Built. Mainly because like we've been doing like the haunted house thing, so that'd be a cool thing, and he he enjoyed it. Good. Um, then we watched Rocky Horror Picture Show, which is like 
the essential gay movie, and he had never seen it. <laughs> and he will never watch it again, he said. He said it was probably one of the worst films he's ever seen. So, that's <laughs> the plan. See, see, and the first time I ever saw it, um, they actually, like, I'd seen bits and pieces of it on TV. The first time I actually saw it was in a theater in Pittsburgh. Uh, with a bunch of friends, and we and they were doing the callbacks, and people were dressed up, and they had people on stage while the film was going on. The whole works, and I loved it. But watching it at home, all I'm thinking about when I watched it at home is the callbacks and what callbacks you wear and, and all that other shit. So it's not nearly as much fun at home. That's yeah, one I I've think... actually never seen either, and I would really love my first experience to either be a live stage version of it or uh, something like you, you were talking about, Ash. Yeah. Yeah, I think it just varies. I don't, I don't think he didn't would have enjoyed that as a first time showing. Mm-hmm. There, there, there'd be too much going on, hmm. so I don't know. But it, it, it led to some interesting like Facebook comments. Like some people are like, you know, you have to see it live. You have to see it high. You have to see it this way or that way. <laughs> like that's the only way it's enjoyable. And I'm like, I just like to sit at home and watch it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I just have to be awake, and I enjoy yeah. the movie. Basically. And then I'd started watching this film called The Hoarder. It's about this chick who's, like, engaged, and her and her best friend go to check out his storage unit because she thinks he's hiding something in there. So they okay. just randomly go. And it took me, like, three days just to get, like, 20 minutes into it. And it has Misha Barton or whatever her name is from, like, the OC. The OC? What? What? Hell other yeah. lame show, but now she's fat, so it doesn't matter. Really? But, um, kinda. You know, she probably put on, like, 25 pounds. Oh. But, um, Could they go, tiny. they open it, and, like, this creature, like, eats her friend. And I'm like, oh, this is pretty good. And then she gets upstairs, like, because she leaves running, screaming. Mm-hmm. And she runs into a cop and this other girl. And then it instantly shifted into, like, it felt like I was watching three people walk into a room and audition for a role. Like, that's how awkward and weird it suddenly got. Hmm. Like, no one was acting. They were kind of, like, pacing, like, just waiting for the other actors to hit their cues. Yeah. Like, it was really weird. And then I just stopped watching because I was tired. And I was like, I don't have it in me to finish this right now. And then I haven't gotten back to it. Um, otherwise, I've been playing Rise of the Tomb Raider. All right, a little early access information. Hell yes, I'm at the end, and oh my god, you won't believe what happens. It's nothing. So, I mean, it has a plot, <laughs> but what's weird? Well, shots. Weird is, yeah, I know. <laughs> what's, what's weird is the um the original game. It sets up all these like sub characters and people that Laura's interacting with, mm-hmm. and it's her evolution as a character. This time, only one person is along. And it's only briefly, and then they're just like, they're like, oh, you're separated, and you never see me, hmm. or do you? I won't ruin it, mm-hmm. but I'm sure you can figure it out. But that's it. And otherwise, she meets up with some chick who looks like her, but with red hair. Okay. And two ponytails instead of one. I think they call those pigtails. Whatever. They don't quite look like pigtails. It oh, looks okay. weird. <laughs> I don't know. And they're like, she's like, do not follow, blah, 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 blah. And then you meet some guy that you end up saving. And then 
that's it. Then you don't see them for a while, and then you do stuff. And then you see them, and then something happens, and then it's over. Like, <laughs> that's basically it. But basically, it's kind of like Assassin's Creed. Well, definitely like Assassin's Creed. Like, there's 198 documents to find. There are, like, 15 uh missions and secret missions to do, which are all, like, fetch quests. Yeah. And then there's 96 relics to find. There's, I think there's like 10 secret, um, caves to explore. And like the first game, they were kind of challenging and you really had to think. Yeah. This time, like I've, I've, I've had no problems. There was one that I was stumped on and it was just because I was stupid <laughs> and I didn't, I didn't see something that was all the way across the map. Mm. So, but, um, it's surprise. It's decent. It's not like the worst game ever. I'm having fun to the point where like I've been playing nonstop for two days, and I think I've logged like nine hours. That's cool. Into it, but I'm at the end, and I have like seventy percent of the collectibles, and I have like all the maps to get stuff. But I gave up because I realized that um instead of doing things the hard way, I was going to get upgrades that would allow me to actually access stuff. Mm-hmm. So I wouldn't have to like keep throwing like a can to make it explode. So I wouldn't have to take it, throw it, climb up on something, pick it up, throw it. Because later on you get fire arrows that just burn it instead of going through all the extra work. Hmm. But um no, it's alright. It's I, I wish there was more and I wish it wasn't just more torture porn for poor Laura. Just yeah. you know, constantly she's falling, she's stumbling, things are blowing up. Like, instead of making a strong character, say, like, in Uncharted, like, Nathan Drake feels like a strong character. But in this, Laura just feels, I don't know, she she has no no build to her body, but she's able to, like, leap and trap peas, and, like, she can leap from, like, one cliff to another and use her ice picks to stick right in. Like, it just seems weird and kind of unbelievable. That and she has really terrible hair animation. I can't explain, explain it, <laughs> but it looks like wax. It looks very waxy. And then it just kind of like steezes every once in a while. And it just, I don't know. I mean, I'm assuming there's a patch. This actually didn't have a patch. Oh, when it okay. took, you know, a whole day to download. Mm-hmm. But, um, yeah, so if there you, was, hmm? if you were going to recommend one of the Xbox one exclusives that come, that came out in this, you know, past four weeks here, would it be Halo Five or Rise of the Tomb Raider? Uh, I'm I'm a little bitter and butthurt over the whole Rise of the Tomb Raider thing, but I think Rise is well. I didn't play the Halo multiplayer, right? Right. So I can't compare, but there's definitely more meat to Tomb Raider, like single player wise. Okay. Um, but it doesn't seem to be a multiplayer aspect, but it, it has the same card system as Halo. I don't understand it. And it doesn't explain it. So I don't know. But there's challenge modes and there's all kinds of weird little modes that I didn't even like dream of looking at because, you know, it has to go back. So. Right, right. Hmm. Interesting. It's fun. Like if I, if I had bought it like on PlayStation 4, like I would have been happy enough with it. Yeah. Because, you know, it, it kind of kills me to have to say, ah. You know, this Xbox One exclusive, timed exclusive is kind of good. 
I know because you're such a, a fanboy and hater all at the same time. I know. Well, Halo Five wasn't awful. It was uh, I really short. I don't think either of those games is going to help sell Xbox systems, considering Microsoft is at the point now where they're only measuring their success in Xbox Live subscriptions as opposed to consoles sold. So, yeah, I didn't see like and like normally like Major Nelson or someone on Twitter will post like the sales figures for Halo. Like it breaks world records, and I didn't hear like anything was, about five. Yeah, I was wondering yeah. how that did because I mean, generally speaking, Halo is a system seller, and so that's mm-hmm. so why I was curious. But I've not heard. Yeah, I, I, I but there's uh, shakeups going on over at Microsoft, anyways, because E recently retired or right. quit or whatever. Yeah. Uh, they did. Eurogamer posted something today. Oh wait, no. What? Oh yeah, it is today. Uh, Xbox One exclusive Halo Five topped the UK all format charts for its debut week on release. Uh, it had it launched on a Tuesday, so it had three days longer on sales than Assassin's Creed Syndicate. It did not match the sales performance of Halo Four. Well, the the market's not nearly as saturated with Xbox Ones as it was with well, Xbox 360s when Halo 4 came out. That too, but also uh, X- Halo 4 also launched on the 360. Right. Uh, as well, so... Um, Halo 5 also earned 50% more launch week sales than last year's Halo Master Chief Collection. Um, but yeah, okay, so that's a UK chart. They don't have one for... Because it's Eurogamer, that I'm not seeing one for the US at all. It didn't give like a number of units sold. Not on that, no. It's just the <laughs> the top top selling. That's so weird. And the thing with like Tomb Raider, it's not really a system seller either, right? So, and and I think part of the reason, obviously, I wasn't there. I don't know. But, I mean, you have Uncharted Four that was supposed to come out this fall, mm-hmm. and I could see both Microsoft and Square Enix being. Oh, well, they have their own thing. Let's make this ours and make it the competition, you know, because everyone loves girls now and, you know, stick with that agenda. Like, I could see that, but then yeah. it got delayed. Right, right. Which I'm excited for. Yeah, me too. I love um, the Uncharted series. I will the be excited for it once I play through them. Yeah, if you, yeah, if you haven't picked up the Uncharted trilogy, collection for ps4 yet definitely get it i did i actually got it for 40 bucks i think yeah. like the week it came out a digital copy of it so i was very happy about that yeah, yeah if, oh, if you I, love uh, like indiana jones it's it's just like playing indiana jones i've yeah, only seen the fourth indiana jones movie you got, what yeah let, let that what? sink in for a minute i i don't even fucking know who you are anymore i'll just <laughs> I'll just turn off my mic and let you guys go to town, and uh, <laughs> I'll be back in a few minutes. <laughs> wow! I think you should the watch only them before Indiana you Jones play. movie you've watched is four. Wow! <laughs> I love Shia. <laughs> uh, you have to, you have to watch at least watch Raiders and uh, uh, Last Crusade. I mean, Temple of Doom's okay, but I Temple do Doom's my favorite. See, I. Yeah, I, I, it has its moments, but it's just kind of like, I mean, I loved it as a kid, but now it's just like, eh, I don't know. Hmm. But you should watch those before you play the games, because then you'll really get, like, the full, like, this, well, you don't have the nostalgia factor, but you'll, <laughs> you'll see, like, the little things they do. Yeah. 
to kind of like keep it in line together. Got well, it. not but I mean, Uncharted. Uncharted plays like an uh, basically Tomb Raider, the rebooted Tomb Raider game, plays like Uncharted because Uncharted took what worked with Lara Croft, combined it with Indiana Jones, and then did their own thing, which Naughty Dog is very good at. Mm-hmm. And and then yeah, it Lara and so the old Tomb Raider games instantly felt outdated because Tomb, or Uncharted was doing so much right. <laughs> so. But it it really hasn't aged as well as I had hoped. Like the combat's a little stiff compared that's, to like Uncharted two and three. But yeah, that's what everyone's been saying. Like it's playing through the collections that Uncharted one feels like it's out. You know, it feels its age. But once you hit Uncharted two, it's a whole new ball game. I mean, I know you didn't play Uncharted two, but when it came out, it was fucking like mind blowing. Yeah, like mm. the best action game like you could play. I remember the first time I played through it. And I was just, I was blown away. I was like, holy shit. Three is just, it's not as good. Mm-hmm. So it's hard to, and it, it does this horrible fake out that just sucks. You think, oh shit, they did that. Yeah. And it's like, nah, just kidding, guys. We yeah. didn't do that. Um, how long will it take me to beat Uncharted if I play it, like, just with the only goal to get to the end of the plot? Between, what, five and ten hours? depending yeah, i think i'd say eight or nine yeah i'm probably like three or four in and this is my second playthrough mm-hmm. i mean it's not i'd recommend just going with easy oh it's well, really not that obviously easy. if there's a very easy i'm going with very easy <laughs> like yeah i mean it, it's easier but like it's still pretty tough in spots yeah um uh, fuck. oh yeah i did do one thing uh we watched the episode, the most recent episode of The Walking Dead, this week. Oh, okay. And I, I actually think that uh, yesterday's episode was probably one of the best episodes that they've done in a long time. Really? Because yes, wasn't everyone bitching about it on Twitter how terrible it was? Yeah, they're fucking morons. It was fantastic. <laughs> it, no it's spoilers, a character-centric no. episode, so the people who hate the character don't like the episode. The people who yeah. like the character like the episode. Oh, so it's like... And, and, it, well, it's, and it's not necessarily that it's a character-centric episode. It's a great story. It's a... It, it, as far as that goes. And even then, it's a character episode, but there's still shit going on. It, it Basically, it, they're showing you how the character went from absolute shit, batshit crazy to where he is now in season... What are we on? Five or six? Six, Yeah. So, I mean, it's it's good for that. And they introduced this character, which I w- would really wish they could have kept him around. But, yeah, he's fantastic. But, yeah, they there's a lot of great stuff in that episode. I loved it. I know Smarmy Jerkface had, like, some hysterical tweets today about it. I think I, like, what? retweeted and everything. Uh, I didn't. I missed them as those. He liked I was, the episode. I, I was too giddy over the, them announcing a Star Trek series. Yeah. <laughs> I I had to zip up is what they call it on my Twitter program the Walking Dead hashtag so that way I didn't get any spoilers so I didn't read all of his tweets but I think he was in general making like telling uh it was against the people who thought that was a terrible episode like he liked the episode it's not I necessarily thought. it's not it's a great episode but I will agree with people who are saying that it's placement and shit because oh. <laughs> Because of where they ended the last episode and then the drop this episode in is a giant 
fucking cocktease. Uh, hmm. They're just like, they're basically trolling their fans at this point with the, this episode. I mean, it's a great episode, don't get me wrong, but where they left off with the last episode for this one is just like, ah, you assholes. <laughs> <laughs> I, I think one of his tweets was something like, I can't wait till they kill Daryl off and the internet rage that will happen when it does. Because, <laughs> yeah. God, it'll be ugly and beautiful at the same time. <laughs> but otherwise, um, I've been listening to podcasts like, while I'm at work. Yeah. Like, I was listening to music, but music, you know, you hear the same thing over and over and over, and if I have to hear that cheerleader song anymore, I'm going to slip my wrist. Oh, um, God, I know. That song bugs the shit out of me. I hated it the first time I heard it, and I just, like, ugh, stop. But I, I know I had asked you guys, and I had asked on Twitter, like, any recommendations for, like, video game-related stuff, and no one came up with anything that I wanted to hear. Yeah. Because, you know, I, I don't want to hear about new stuff, because I really don't care. Mm-hmm. I know what I'm going to like. I kind of like hearing about old stuff, so I just randomly was, like, searching through, and I came across this one called, the I think it's called The Frame Savers. Yes, it is. And, you know... I, I, d- I didn't start from the beginning, which probably should, but they only had like six or seven episodes. So I'm like, oh, this is perfect, you know, you know, test the water, see if it's good. Mm-hmm. I was, I picked um the Little Nemo episode, okay, where they discussed uh the NES game Little Nemo Dream Master, which is like one of my favorite games, and it's crazy. And I listened to the whole episode and didn't realize until I listened to their Halloween special where they did like their top ten best and the five worst like series horror themed series that they don't yeah. like but but this was a speedrunner podcast mm-hmm. so like in little nemo they had the guy who has the current speed record for beating the game and he was on he was discussing like the tricks and stuff that he uses to cut off like huge amounts of time and i thought that was cool but they also talked about the game what they liked what they didn't like so they kind of reviewed it and then discussed it and then he jumped in with like his pro speedrunning tips and it was That's fun really... like the whole thing was fun i enjoyed both of it. they have like a really nice chemistry together mm-hmm. the two guys so i yeah. enjoyed it yeah you you turned me on to it and i listened i was getting ready to wash dishes and i was you know i'm in a gaming i'm in my gaming cycle right now and so i wanted to listen to something gaming as opposed to something horror or you know movie related and so i put on the frame savers and they happened to have a halloween special and so i was like oh perfect you know it was October 30th, I think of the day I was doing my dishes. And so, um, I listened to the Halloween special and, uh, yeah, it was, it was really cool. I really liked it. Uh, the two guys are interesting and they hold, uh, you know, world records for speed runs in, in different games. Uh, and so they're, they're, I think they're, I know nothing of the speed running community. I used to watch like YouTube videos on speed running because I think it's cool. Uh, and I was doing that recently actually, but uh, my knowledge of anybody in the speedrunning community is is zilch, but these two seem to have a pretty sizable um, name recognition from that community. Oh uh, yeah, they already have like thirty reviews, and they only yeah, have like six episodes. Exactly, and they're talking about you know donating money to them or yada yada yada. So I mean, they're already at a point where they can ask for donations for their podcast. So clearly, they are a well-established duo, uh, and they they know what they're talking about. And it's very evident and, uh, but they don't come off as, you know, uh, like an, uh, arrogant at all. Oh, no, uh, I didn't. Yeah. Very, I, I just love the rapid report with each other. Cause they're like, I don't know. They play off each other really well. Mm-hmm. They're like just poke and jab. So, yeah. 
definitely. I uh, want to listen to one of the other episodes. I, I, I can't. I've never listened to a podcast where they like talk about one video game, and so I'm interested to go and and take a look and see what uh, see how that sounds. Yeah, I wanted to listen to the Castlevania one and the Gargoyles Quest. I, I guarantee they're gonna look. Hmm. They're gonna like uh, fawn over the Castlevania one, just from what I heard in the Halloween special. Right. <laughs> but definitely, definitely a recommended podcast, and it's the Frame Savers, and you can find them. I actually downloaded the SoundCloud app on my phone. That seemed to be the easiest way to listen to them because they're not on Stitcher. I couldn't find them on Stitcher because I'm not an Apple guy. And so they might be on iTunes. I don't, I would assume. Yes. Yep. Okay. That's how I do all my hunting. Gotcha. But then yeah. I had also listened to the latest episode from the Screamcast, which I think we've all mentioned them before. Oh, yeah. But this this latest one, I guess they brought back this girl named BJ. I know. Funny. Ha ha ha. <laughs> and um, I didn't like the one guy they had on one of the episodes. Like... I don't know. He had too much background noise and it was just weird and he didn't seem to fit in with the Brad and Sean chemistry. Yeah. She just, it is like the perfect little triad right there. They're just like the perfect little power triplets there. They Mm -hmm. have great energy, but they had on, um, the writers of the final girls, which if you follow Sean on Twitter, he didn't like it that much. He thought it was okay. Mm-hmm. And Brad loved it. Okay. So they, they had the, Brad convinced, I guess, the writers to come onto the podcast and discuss like the film. So the, fi- uh, so it's PG 13. And that was like the big problem I had with the film. Mm-hmm. Cause you know, you're about an R rated slasher film, people getting sucked into it. So how can you be PG 13? Like it just, it doesn't work, but apparently the script they originally wrote was a hard R and then the studio wanted the PG 13 and there's all kinds of like little nuggets of information in the episode, but then it takes this turn and it is just easily one of the best podcast episodes I've ever listened to from like anyone. Yeah. Like it's just so much fun. I had like this shit eating grin on my face. You can tell everyone is just having a good time. I mean, I'm pretty sure the writers were toking while <laughs> they were doing it because you could hear like a lighter. Yeah. I'm like, I think they're getting high. <laughs> but, That's um, the secret to a successful podcast. I know. God, I couldn't even imagine. <laughs> Jesus. Oh, Lord. But, um, just, I really recommend that episode. So mm-hmm. it'd be the newest one. I think they're recording tonight as well. Okay. So, but, um, the final girls one. But then I've also been listening to Welcome to Night Vale. Yeah. Which has its highs and its lows. And right now it's at a big low right now for me. Well, I only have like, I think it's over. I could be wrong. Is it over, Ash? I actually have no idea. I'm like way behind. Um, Because the last episode was October 5th, because they released it every 1st and 15th, right? They were, yeah. But I think they took a break while they were doing their tours. Well, the one that released October 15th is called Epilogue. So, oh, <laughs> just assuming right. it's the end. I only have six left or so, uh, somewhere in there. Six and nine. Hmm. But it has, like, there's some parts that are just hysterical. Like, it started off a little spotty for me, and then it got better. And it got, like, really good. I kind of dived down a little. And it got good again. But now, some things happen speak of them because Ash 
Ash isn't caught up. Mm-hmm. But I'm like, oh, <laughs> I don't know if I'm enjoying this now. <laughs> but, I mean, I'm 68 episodes in, not counting, like, all the bonus episodes I listen to. Okay. So, let's see, move I- up now. October 15th, they were on The Late Show with Stephen Colbert. Uh, oh, wow. Da, 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 da. That's because the book came out. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, See, I've, I, like, one of my long-term goals with podcasting is to create a, a a narrative series like that. Like, I would love to do something like that, whether it's using work that's already been created or, or creating new, you know, 70, new work of fiction. 76 and Epilogue is not the last episode. 77, The Stranger, came out October 31st. Oh. wonder why it didn't download. Hmm. I don't know. I went to the Podbay. Podbay FM has it up. I'm kind of bummed because it's like, maybe it's over and I can be done with it. (laughs) Yeah, but as much as I want to do something like that, like I've tried to listen to that opening podcast of Welcome to Night Vale probably three times and I just, I can't make my way through it. I don't know what it is. I just don't find it entertaining at at all. See, I got into it. um, I got into it when we went and saw a live show. Uh, oh, I saw the live show before you started listening to it. Yeah, like I'd watched, I'd listened to like one or two episodes, and I was like, okay, I kind of like this, and I love the Tumblr community for it. They're hysterical with some of the stuff that they come up in the the Twitter accounts comes up with some of the weirdest shit. I love that. Um, but yeah, I hadn't really been listening to the podcast until we went and saw the live show. I think two years ago, or was it a year ago? Uh, maybe might have been last year. I feel like it wasn't that long ago. Two years ago? Okay, it was two years ago. Yeah, so 2013, we saw the live show there Mm. down down in Columbus, and it was it was hilarious. Uh, They did some great stuff with it, Um, and they had all the actors and everything with it and and stuff. So that's when I started getting into it again. I downloaded all the episodes and started listening to them. Mm. Yeah, it's on its fourth season already. So, but I don't know. I've kind of lost interest, but maybe it's just from like binge listening to it all. Yeah. That could be, because I wish, I usually listen to like two or three, and then I take a break for a while, and then I listen to like a couple more. My wife's been actually listening to them from the start all over again, so. <laughs> and, Chris, what's the name of that new one that you're going to start checking out, somebody told you about? What is asking that? Terrible with me. Limetown. <laughs> oh, okay. Uh, episode four just released today. Huh. But it's kind of like about this town where a bunch of people, 10 years ago, versus 300 men, women, and children disappear from a small town in Tennessee. And, be, okay. and it's a seven-part thing, so there's only one more episode, I guess. Interesting. All right. Does that wrap up your week? Yes, sir. Excellent. My four days. Your Yeah, right. Your four days. Very good. Yeah, I... Uh, just watched some football. I watched Michigan stuff Minnesota at the goal line as time expired to in the little brown jug. Bring that back to Ann Arbor where the motherfucker belongs. So that was pretty exciting. Uh, and then I watched the absolute joke of a football team called the Detroit Lions, who I'm just fucking sick of watching because they're absolute trash. Uh, I watched them and got pissed off. And you'll keep Monday. watching them anyway, just like yeah. I keep coming back week after week. Even <laughs> Bills have been slowly imploding this year just pisses me off man always terrible uh but i didn't uh do too i didn't do any movie watching except from what we're talking about tonight uh but i did 
play some video games and I bought some video games. I'm in my video game cycle. I was in my my uh, comic book cycle back during probably, I don't know, I guess we were still talking about Scream at that point, but now I'm over to my, my video game cycle. And so my PlayStation 3, I have the fat one, the backwards compatible yeah. one. I think we talked about that. Yeah. Well, it's not reading Blu-rays anymore, but it will read my PS2 discs. And so I can use that as my, my PS2 and I wanted something for for Blu-rays. I mean, I have Blu-ray players out the ass, but I wanted something to play my, my PS3 discs, which I actually don't have any at this point. I got rid of them all because it stopped working. Um, but I was looking online and I found a used PS3. It's like the 350 gigabyte one. It was just the console. It was on Amazon uh, used for 99 bucks. And so... I ended up picking that up. I was like, yeah, that's that's cheap. You know, a hundred bucks. Hell yeah. Um, and so I picked up some games with it. This was just last night I did this because uh, I was mentioning on the last podcast that I sold a bunch of Blu-rays to a store. And so I the money I got from that, I put toward this. Um, and so I bought the a bunch of – the reason I want it is because I want those collections back that I used to have. Um it's because I love having those collections. And so I bought the Ico and Shadow of the Colossus collection. Hell I bought yeah. the yeah, I bought the Jack and Daxter collection, the God of War saga, the Sly collection, and then the Ratchet and Clank collection. That's what I bought on Amazon with it. And so right there, for a hundred less than a hundred bucks, I I have uh, there's five with the God of War saga, three, three, like sixteen games for a hundred bucks. So that's not bad at all. Um and then I went to Best Buy. I'm sorry, not Best Buy. Fuck Best Buy. I'll rant about them yeah. in a minute. But Yeah, I can't wait to hear this because you didn't even answer my question yeah, on Twitter. Yeah, because I figured we'd need, you know, I'd want to talk about it tonight. And so I went to GameStop and they had a sign-up that was like four for four used games for 10 bucks on select used games. And I was like, oh, okay, that's cool. Like, what are the games? So I asked the person. They gave me a list. It was a very specific list. Even if a game was uh, on... Like the Wii, the PS3, and the 360, it may have only been on sale on the Wii or may have only been on sale on the PS3. So it was very specific, which was annoying. But the first day I went and I I hadn't got the PS3 at that point because I did this yesterday during the day and I bought the PS3 last night. And so I picked up four 360 games. I ended up paying $9.50 and I actually had store credit left over. So I didn't actually spend any cash, but I bought Bayonetta, Dead Space 3, The Darkness 2, and Saints Row the Third. So you know, about two fifty each. That's that's a damn good deal. Um, and I also picked up the Silent Hill HD collection, which has Silent Hill two and Silent Hill three on the three sixty, because I was listening to the was I listen was it on that podcast that they're talking about Silent Hill two? They had mentioned it, but they said they never played it. Oh, okay. <gasps> Silent Hill two is the best oh. one. But just that's... so you know, the port of Silent Hill two apparently is really rough in that collection. That's what I read, but. I wasn't okay. buying Silent Hill 2, so... Yeah, I own it as well. I never opened it. Yeah. But I still have the PS2 version. Yeah, I still got the PS2 version also. I have the greatest um, hit, so it has the extra stuff. It's expensive on PS2, so I was like, fuck, I'm just gonna get the port. I'd read that about it, but... I know what Silent Hill 2 I was listening to. I was watching Jim Sterling, who I know Chris doesn't like, but... Uh, I watched his last video called Game Over, which he released on Halloween, which was just fucking hilarious. I loved it. He was ranting about horror games and how, you know, he's just sick of the trope. So he kept he kept going back to praising Silent Hill 2. I was like, you know what? I need to play that game. 
And so that's what I ended up picking it up. But if you haven't seen it, if you can, if you can handle him in the least, you should definitely watch it because it was hilarious. It was a take on Saw, and it was it was just really funny. Um, I know you retweeted it, and I almost clicked it, and I was like, <laughs> "Nah, I'm good." I like listening to him. I don't know. I just think he's humorous with his accent and everything. I don't, he just makes me laugh. But anyway, so I, I like I, listening to I, myself, though. So well, obviously, we know I that. Mean, I listen to the podcast sometimes. I like just turn it on at work. I'm like, oh, "That's me. I'm so funny. <laughs> I'm so funny." Uh, and I picked up um, Tomb Raider on PS4. And I got like the the cool like digibook. It has like the disc in the back with like pages, artwork leading up to the disc. I don't know, it was pretty cool. Um, and I also, uh, with my Amazon order last night, I picked up SSX three because I was watching Metal Rock Jesus or whatever his name is on YouTube, and he's just obsessed with SSX three. So I was like, you know what, I need to, I'm gonna grab that again because I love that three? game. Three. Yep, three over I, Tricky. I love Tricky. Tricky is fucking. I like Tricky also, awesome. but I remember the reason I remember this is because I was going through my backloggery and deleting games, and I actually had SSX3 on my GameCube, and I went into games. St- There's a lot of a lot of static going on. There we go. Sorry, that was me. I okay. my, I pulled the mic out and it was flopping, <laughs> and I was like, I can't hear anything spinning <laughs> through the air. And I'm like, oh, I wonder what this sounds like. Oh. But anyway, I went to grab SSX Tricky and the the GameStop employee was like, you know, you should get three because it has a ton more unlockables. And so I was like, all right, I'll try three. And I remember loving three. So and it has Simon, which is spelled P-S-Y-M-O-N, which is where I stole my Simon uh, whatever handle from that I've used since the days of Xbox. So but anyway, um, I just loved how crazy the tracks were in Tricky. Yeah. And like that, I think that was my biggest disappointment. Like the PS3 version of SSX that finally came out. Oh yeah, that they did like an open mountain. Mm-hmm. I'm like, that's not what I fucking want. <laughs> I want these crazy ass, like just crazy batshit courses. That's what I want. That's the whole point of it. Right. You know, but open world, everything has to be open world. Yeah. Um, and then I went to on my lunch break today as I was bitching at Game uh, Best Buy. I went into GameStop and they I looked at the four for ten again, that list again, specifically looking for PS3 games because I just bought the PS3 last night. And uh, I picked up God of War Ascension, the Splinter Cell trilogy, XCOM Enemy Within, and Syndicate, all for nine bucks. So got a little collection going with my PS3 again, which makes me happy. I should probably just stop on by and see what they got. Take a look, see. Yeah, I mean, I'm um, sure I probably have most of it, but yeah, most likely you never know. Yeah, it's mostly garbage, but you know, it's how cheap it is, you never know. But yeah, so Best Buy, I order Ash. I'm sorry, I order uh, uh, Army of Darkness, the Scream Factory Collector's Edition. I thought it was going off sale on Saturday night, you know, because that's genuinely how that works. You know, come Sunday, it's going to be full price again, but it was on sale for $17.99 on and Amazon is still thirty bucks. And so I was like, shit, I got to order this. So I ordered it. And I used 10, my $10 uh, Amazon rewards. And then I used PayPal to pay for the rest. It was like eight bucks and change. So I was like, fuck yeah. You know, I'm going to pick it up from. Wait, 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 wait. So you went and Best Buy and used the Amazon rewards? No, I'm Best, Best Buy rewards. Sorry. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah, my reward zone points. I was just going to say, well, there's your problem. Right. <laughs> uh, and so I place the order. I, you know, get the email the next day that it's ready for pickup. 
And then I just I hadn't made it over there. I was just going to get it Monday because it's literally what well, I walk to Best Buy from my work virtually every day. And so I was just going to wait until Monday. And then a few hours later, hours later, my, so I could have wasted my time driving to the store and finding out that they didn't have it. I get the email saying the order's been canceled. They don't have it. I'm like, okay, well, that's annoying because they said they did have it. And so I was going to call and complain. And so I called and, and complained. And the lady said, you know, they're out of stock. And so you can. I was like, okay, well, can we find another one where it's in stock and place the order for that? And she's like, yeah, it's, you know, in the next nearest location to me. And I was like, okay, you know, can you place the order on for that one and just take whatever information I gave you for my PayPal and use it for that? And she said, yeah. So she put me on hold for, you know, 10 minutes, 15 minutes, whatever long, however long it was and comes back and says, it's order. Just, just, I was like, okay, so what do I do now? She said, just wait for the email saying that your order is ready for pickup. I was like, okay. So I wait 24 hours, still nothing. This normally takes two hours tops. That's the longest I've ever waited for an email. But I wait overnight, nothing. She, or uh, I call back. I'm like, you know, hey, this is what happened. I have to explain the whole goddamn story over again. And I don't have an email saying that it's ready for pickup. And the guy looks at it and he's like, oh, it's out of stock. I'm like, okay, but at which store is it out of stock at? And he gives me the address for the one uh, that, I placed the order for initially. I was like, well, yes, I understand that. That's why I had her put another order in for the other store. And basically he goes and puts me on hold for 10 minutes and comes back and says, oh, it, that was never placed. That order was never placed. I was like, okay, well, she said it was placed. Well, yep, she didn't. I'm like, okay, well, you need to correct the problem and place my motherfucking order because I'm not paying for a fucking item twice. And so he's like, okay, well, I'm going to put you on. I'm going to give them a call and see if they have it in stock. I'm literally on hold on my lunch break. For for ten, it was fourteen minutes and, and some change. When I looked down at my phone, and I'm like, "Okay, what's going on?" You know, I'm just sitting there. I'm like, you know, I don't want to walk into GameStop while I'm on the phone because that's rude. But at one point, I was just like, "Fuck it!" Like I have to go because I need to get looking. And then all of a sudden, the phone starts ringing again, and the fucking Best Buy in, in the city that I was supposed to be picking up the the movie picks up. And I'm like, "What the? Why the fuck am I talking to you? I was just talking to customer support." Who was supposed to be calling you, and now you he puts me on hold for ten minutes and then fucking transfers me through to you? Like what the fuck? Just in fucking competence, man. It just pisses me off when fucking online orders have to be such a fucking hassle. I went through this exact same goddamn thing with GameStop last week, and it just pisses me off. And so the guy at, at Best Buy is trying to help me out. He's like, "Yeah, we have it. I'm holding it in my hand, but we can't hold it. You have to place an order." I'm like, "Well, I'm not going to place another order because they already charged me for it." And, he, and I'm like, well, "Okay, well." What's the order number? He looks it up. He's like, okay, they canceled the order. I was like, okay. So if I go and place the order, I can still use my $10 Amazon or my $10 Best Buy reward zone and then just pay for the rest, right? And he's like, uh-oh, you're going to have to call them back. I'm like, what do you, like, what the fuck? Apparently, if, you, if Best Buy cancels an order where you use a certificate, it takes 14 days to get the certificate back. I'm like, are you fucking kidding me? Just fucking incompetence. It just pisses. I'm not doing site to store anymore. Fuck site to store. It's a piece of shit. Bridget ordered a laptop from Walmart for it was she did it for her for our grandma, for her mom for uh, Christmas. Orders a fucking laptop. Everything's going through, and then 24 fucking hours later they cancel the order. You know because it's not in stock. Just I'm so fucking done with site to store. It's ridiculous. It is a shit service and it should not be because it's so fucking simple. All you have to do is have the goddamn item in stock when you say you have the item in stock. That's it. And then you have to have somebody walk over and pick it up and put it behind the fucking counter. It's not that difficult. 
So that's we have that at by. my job too. Like Do you? you can order stuff. Like you can you can put in like your entire shopping order, and then mm-hmm. we have to go do all your shopping for you. <laughs> that would be really annoying. <laughs> and then when you come in, you're like, oh, I placed this order. We bring it out to you. Wow. Here's your shopping, you lazy cow. <laughs> Here you go. Oh, Brandon, it's not It's not just uh, It's not just Best Buy and Walmart. We yeah. had that happen with Panera Bread like two months ago, and we haven't been back to our local Panera Bread since <laughs> and my son fucking works there and we still don't go there really we were that, we were that pissed about it oh yeah. man because we well we ordered breakfast for pickup and we had basically had like a half hour fucking window to pick it up yeah well they ran out of what my wife ordered and instead of fucking calling and saying hey we're out of this do you want to change it over they waited until i got there and they're like well we didn't have this so it didn't, nothing's been done with this and <laughs> i was like i don't have fucking time for this I gotta go. Yeah, yeah, because I have to go pick up my wife to get her to fucking work. I don't right. have time for your bullshit. Well, basically, uh, and they're like, well, do you want to cancel the order? I was like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then, uh, and I left. And apparently, and then my son had to call me back to let me know, oh, by the way, they want to know if you want to cancel the order. I was like, yes. <laughs> bitch manager. Oh, that, my God. That, yeah, I want to cancel the goddamn order because they didn't make the goddamn food and they had the phone number. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so it's not just it's not just uh, you can Walmart, Best Buy, and all them. It's right. yeah, they're all fucking it up. It's just like, come on, it's, uh, just like it's it. If you can't if you can't do the service, don't offer the service. It's as simple yeah. as that. I will say I will say this much for Best Buy. We yeah, actually, I know. Uh, well, no, we're actually they they put out some metrics. Yeah. Um, they're actually shipping shit to people faster than Amazon is. Oh really? Yes. The two day, the two, and to get someone between, and basically the the goal is within two days, a person who orders on Best Buy will have the product in their hands, and okay. Amazon can't do it. Like I think we're like sixty five to seventy percent or something like that. They posted. Yes. Yeah. See, I would have just placed the order online, but it was back ordered online. So the only way for me to get the damn movie was doing site to store. Yeah. So yeah, it's it's interesting. They had a lot of they they post a lot of neat metrics and stuff like that. I yeah. thought that was kind of neat. I know. But, I, I well, realized... unless you're unless you're a Prime member, if you're an Amazon Prime member, Which that I goes am. out the window. But you have to, you know, that you have to pay for that privilege. Right. To get, you know, the two day delivery. Yep. So uh, see, we're real close to a ship shipment center. Oh. That that shit comes like two days, no matter yeah. what. Well, well, see, but that's the thing is if. Yeah, Amazon actually has to get off their ass and process the order for you to get it within two days. Mm-hmm. Like, like um, when I was not a Prime member, uh, I would order stuff, like a bunch of different stuff. Some of it was from Amazon and some of it was from third party. I would get the ship from the third party people within two days. The Amazon stuff hadn't shipped a week out. Really? See, I Yeah, they hadn't even shipped it yet. I've heard so, people bitching about that, but I literally have no problems with Amazon. But I've had, I've been a Prime, a Prime member yeah, so, for yeah. years now, so... Yeah, I I didn't I chose not to renew it because we didn't order enough, and I don't use their video service because they they can't fucking organize for shit. Yeah, come on, it's great hunting for stuff if you don't know the title. <laughs> great. No, sorry. You know, as indecisive as as my wife and I can be, as what we okay, want to watch yeah. on Netflix with it organized, mm. having it not fucking organized is completely useless to me. I have to say, November for Netflix is probably the worst month I've ever seen them. 
like the content they're adding for the month. I'm like, ah. I haven't, See, I haven't even looked. I haven't. I've been bad the last like month or two. There, there, there's no big new movies. I think there was one. I don't even remember what it was. And then they just have Jessica Jones. No, oh. that's all I'm gonna end up watching anyway. It's Jessica Jones, so I'm okay with that. So, I mean, that's all they have. <laughs> it doesn't even look good. The acting is so bad in it. What? Like, oh yeah, what's her name? I saw the trailer. I was like, ugh. I thought the trailer was pretty good. Ugh. <laughs> Whatever. You didn't exactly. like that either, so exactly, <laughs> exactly right. <laughs> oh man, I hate bad acting. Ugh. But uh, well, that and uh, David Tennant's in it, so instantly it bumps uh, up my book right there. So <laughs> we have a an Amazon warehouse opening like ten minutes or like fifteen minutes from my house. So I'm really happy about that. Oh, it's exactly. crazy how fast that shit comes. Like you order it, and then sometimes like the next day it's there. Fuck you. You hear the doorbell. You're like. That? My aunt's gonna be working there potentially, so I'm gonna make sure she prioritizes my shit. Mm-hmm. All right. Does she um, get a discount? I don't think so. She's still in like the orientation process at this point, so I yeah. not really. She's not even actually certain she's gonna take the job because she has another job and doesn't want it to. She needs to be able to do both, or she can't do mm-hmm. Amazon. So, but anyway, uh, we we've been ranting and bullshitting enough uh let me just say i've been playing halo co-op some more uh we're at the flood now which is an absolute pain in my fucking ass and forza horizon 2 which is one of the best racing games i've ever played i only have one more like circuit of races to beat until i'm in the uh horizon final oh my god you might be the game i know (laughs) holy fuck yeah yeah but that might happen so going back to halo real quick did you go into the water like i said or no no, we actually were past it at that point. But what happens? Just tell me what happens. This giant fish eats you. <laughs> really? Yeah. That's fucking awesome. No, because when we picked it back up, we were it, it picked us up kind of in the middle of that level. So we must have uh, reached the end of the level at some point that I didn't realize or whatever. But mm-hmm. yeah, so. Yeah, because obviously the system couldn't handle you being able to swim forever. Right. So the way they got around it was they put like this giant alien fish in the water to eat you. (laughs) If you're out there for like any sort of time. That's amazing. I'll have to check it out. Mm hmm. Okay. Uh, I'm going to AFK for a second. I need to get a drink. Okay. So while he's gone, I also went to GameStop the other day and they have, you know, I love Met Skylanders, Mm -hmm. but I had missed out on, um, cause they have, cause last game, they have like the trap masters, which are bigger, and then they have the smaller ones, which are just normal Skylanders. And they released light and dark. They were new elements. And the normal Skylander ones are super rare. Like, they had a very short print run, and I missed out on them. Okay. I was poor. <laughs> I couldn't afford them. Right. And now they're like $70 on eBay. Like, Oof, not geez. eBay, but Amazon, like used. Go in the GameStop the other day to take trade stuff in and get a PlayStation Plus membership because okay. I was all like, "Ooh, new games!" Oh yeah. And so I had like, I don't know, after the PlayStation Plus membership and everything, I had like nine dollar credit. Yeah. So I go over, I'm like, I'll just look at their Skylander stuff. I'm sure, they don't have anything I need because I only need like a few. Mm-hmm. I'm like, oh my god, this is the one I need. Oh my god, and. So they had both of those and two other figures. So they had four total. And obviously I get 10% off. And they were normal prices. They weren't like eBay prices. 
Yeah. Excuse me. And um, and they had a sale where it was buy three, save fifty percent off of your entire purchase of them. <laughs> hmm. So I saved sixty percent off wow. of the four, and then I had nine dollar cut. Like I spent four dollars and six cents on <laughs> what is equal to like a hundred and fifteen dollars worth wow. in current value online. That's awesome. I was like, hell yeah. That's fucking Now great. I'm that much closer to being complete. Hell yeah. I think there's only three more from the new game okay. that are coming. Like, I'm not going to buy all the vehicles because they're useless. And they're not really Skylanders. They're vehicles. And they're just... I think there's only 20 characters and only 10 of them are new. Mm-hmm. There's only like three that aren't out yet. I have those and I have like three miniature figures from the main game left to get and they're all easy to find so cool oh one thing i know you mentioned because the xbox games are actually decent next month or uh-huh. this month uh you were talking about getting like a three-month membership what's that gonna cost like 20 bucks i don't know i probably not oh i was gonna say i just bought a year of xbox live gold for 35 dollars off of ebay and it was legit because like i'm using it now Yes, yeah, I, I saw cheap ass gamer posted that too. Yep, it happens a lot. So yeah, I might wait till like a few more weeks. I don't know. I'll see. Maybe maybe next payday I'll just do it. Like I was waiting for PlayStation Plus, but I was like, I have these games to trade. Yeah, so just get rid of them. That's what like, I most of them I already had. Like I'd already upgraded them to like better versions, or I got them for free on PlayStation Plus or mm-hmm. Xbox or whatever. And then there was some, like, Luigi's Mansion Dark Moon for the 3DS. I'm like, you know what, I have it, I started it, don't really care for it, I'm not going to hold on to it just to beat it real quick and then trade it in. I might as well just trade it in now and get my, you know, money back, essentially. So. Yeah. Yeah, I've been waiting for a PS Plus, going, that's what I thought, like, I'll buy a three month and then wait for, a you know, a, a year to go on sale. But I haven't seen any, anything for a PS Black Plus on the Xbox Live. Black yeah. Friday tends to be the PS Plus um, renew time. Like they, they post a bunch of them on Black Friday and a bunch of different stores. But the cool thing with PlayStation Plus is if you put in a game like Mortal Kombat 10, you go to use the online features, and it says, do you want to try PlayStation Plus free for 48 hours? If you do that, you can go right into the store and download the games. So you get the games. Yeah. I mean, obviously, you can't, you can't really play them because you're still not a Plus member after 48 hours, but right. they're there for you to play. And mm-hmm. if you that, renew, you can jump right back into them. Yeah. yeah I think I bought, like, a month, like a single month once. Mm-hmm. Just And I did it so that I would get two months' worth of games, or yeah. three months. Like, I bought it at the end of them. Like, it just worked out perfectly with the Tuesdays all lining up with the numbers and I was able mm-hmm. to get like two months or three months worth of games. Hmm. All right. But yeah. Both systems have decent selection for November. Yeah. What was, I don't think I like the PS4 ones. What was, what was on PlayStation? I don't remember. Uh, Walking um, Dead season two, uh, which is Magicka two. Magic. Yeah. Magic, yeah. Magicka. I'll get Walking Dead, but I'm not going to play magic. I'm not going to bother with that one. Why not? It's not Magic the Gathering. I know, it's Magicka, too. Yeah, they don't, actually, like they don't actually have a Magic the Gathering on PS4 right now. Because Magicka is like, kind of like, isn't it like Diablo? Isn't that how it is? No, wasn't it? I thought it was a side-scrolling one. Magicka? I don't know. 
Never, uh, never played it. I played the. I thought I played the demo for it, and I was not a fan at all. Oh, I was playing Limbo. Bridget went to bed. I think it might have been after the podcast last Thursday or something. Did the spider scare you? <laughs> yeah, it was in the dark, complete dark. I was just wearing my head my headphones for my PS4, playing it in the pitch black, and it was pretty fucking creepy. Like it was quite good. I was very uh, very impressed. It's pretty short. You can probably beat it in like an hour. I was wondering how far away I was from the end. Like, I mean, it's it's, it's hard. It's a tr- like you can't. It's- Hell yeah! I don't it, think anyone could just start the game and beat it without dying, like their very first time. Impossible. So trial and error, right? Like you don't even know things are things necessarily until you're dead. Sometimes. So, but yeah, I uh, thought that was a very cool game. Anyway, let's 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 move on to um, some of our reviews here. I'm thinking we'll hit the movie and then the episode. Mm-hmm. All right, that makes sense. Excellent. So I have very few notes written for the the Evil Dead film, but we'll jump into that. So now with this first episode, we're going to talk about the Evil Dead and episode one of Ash versus Evil Dead. The next episode, we're going to talk about the Evil Dead 2 and Ash versus Evil Dead episode two. And then we're going to talk about Army of Darkness and Ash versus Evil Dead uh, episode three. And then the Evil Dead remake and Ash vs. Evil Dead 4, episode 4. So keep that all in mind as we're heading forward here. We're going to get through this whole series, which I'm really excited about. And this episode, we are talking about the 1981, I think it's safe to say, cult classic, directed mm-hmm. by Sam Raimi, entitled The Evil Dead. All right. So let's kind of talk about our history with this film. I'll start. Uh, Ash, you touched on yours a little bit, but I'll start. I have like always heard, you know, about the evil dead and, you know, it's just because of its cult background, you know, I've always had friends that have loved the movie and and so on and so forth, but I never watched it before I owned the Blu-ray and I watched it. I was still living in my apartment in West Virginia. So it had to be like 2010, probably I could go back because I have my movie files collected, but I think it was 2010. I watched it for the first time. And I thought it was it was fine. And then I watched the commentary track, which I really liked the commentary track on. I thought it was really interesting. Um, and then I think I watched it one more time in between then and now. And then I watched it again uh, yesterday. So I don't have any uh, nostalgia for the film at all because I like I said, I only watched it the first time a couple a few years ago. Well, fuck, that's more than a few years. I guess that's five years ago now, but it feels like a couple years ago. Uh, so that's my history with the film. Ash, go ahead and touch on your history with, with The Evil Dead again, the original. The original, I'd actually kind of avoided the original, um, mainly because I really loved Evil Dead 2 and, and Army of Darkness. So I, it, it was, I didn't watch it when it first came out. Like I'd caught bits and pieces of it here and there, and I was aware, obviously, that there was a, an original film before Evil Dead 2. Yeah. Um, but I'd caught it like on Sci-Fi Channel, severely edited. Um, and then, uh, uh, I rented it like a few years ago and watched it all the way through once. That was like the first time I'd watched it properly and it was okay. I mean, there's some great shots in the film mm-hmm. and you can really see where like a lot of the iconic Sam Raimi shots come from in this. Yeah. Um, but it, yeah, well, I don't know. Yeah. We'll talk more about that in a minute. Let's, I just yeah to, to Chris, what's your history with it? Were you done? I'm sorry. Oh no! This is actually like only the second time I've sat. I've, I've been able to watch the whole film. Okay. 
beginning to end, really. Awesome. Excellent. All right, and Chris, what's your history with Evil Dead? Um, I don't remember if someone had recommended it or if I had just like seen it in the video store, but I, I remember exactly when I got it. Me and my mom had gone to a Hollywood video that had just opened, and I was perusing the horror section like I do anytime I would go to the video store. That was like the first thing I'd go to. <laughs> who cares about anything else? And then I saw like the Evil Dead there. I, I must have heard about it somewhere, but I was probably, you know, it had to be in the last like four, 14 years ago at like the latest or whatever. But I was probably like, probably 15 is what I would guess. Okay. I had rented it and I really liked it. And I remember the DVD coming out and getting the basic DVD and then wanting like the, Book of the Dead edition. I never got that one. <laughs> but yeah, I this... heard I, I heard those are like decomposing now because of the plastics that they use to make it. Oh wow. It's like it's just rotting. <laughs> yeah, they I mean we could do an entire podcast episode or three really on kind of the history of the um Evil Dead releases. If even if you just stuck to the first film, this movie has been released so many different times, and and just the different region releases are so different from one another. I mean, you could just go on and on about the different, uh, you know, D- the VHS, bl- uh, DVD, Blu-ray, just you know, so on and so forth. This the amount of releases is pretty uh, spectacular for this for this film. Yeah, I actually upgraded mine. I think last year to the Steelbook Blu-ray. Oh, there's a steel. Oh, hell yeah. Jeez. See, now I want it. And it was only like 10 bucks, too. <laughs> Best Buy wow. has it. And I only have the... Them. Now, is it is it the Anchor Bay release? That's the one I have. Mm, I don't remember. Okay. Probably. I yeah. mean, I could look at it. Let me find it. I put it away. Oh, well, you said it, it had... Before the podcast. Me, too. You said it had the enhanced version, the 1.85 to 1 aspect ratio, <laughs> and the, the original 1.33 to 1 ratio, right? Correct. It has yeah. both ratio, and that's what mine has. So it's likely the same. The same. Yeah, it says anchor, anchor bay. Yeah. Okay. And it was put out by Star. It also says Stars on the back. Yeah. So does mine. Anchor bay is owned by Stars. Right. Oh, see, I didn't know. Yeah. That, that kind of makes sense now. Mm-hmm. Why the show is on Stars? Exactly. Yeah. Awesome. All right. So, I think it's safe to say there's going to be spoilers. On well, I know for a fact there's going to be spoilers on the episode, and let's just say there's going to be spoilers on the movie. I mean, the movie came out in 1981, um, and if you're listening to this podcast, chances are you've seen the movie, and so I think we can talk about it openly, and that would be completely fine. Um, so I kind of I went through and I was thinking about the the kind of the, the three act structure is what you know film professors and and you know just film historians talk about often is is breaking a film down into a three act structure. Um, and so if we think about the evil dead in that sense, we have the first act is the setup. Um, so we get, it's a very basic setup, you know, one that we have become more than accustomed to, um, five friends go into the woods for a a weekend getaway. Essentially they are, I mean, we even have the, the scene where they're unloading the car, you know, like that's just a staple of, of what became of slasher films later on. Um, but they arrive there, they, and eventually they're eating dinner and the cellar door pops open with no one around it. And so the, the two guys go into the, to the basement and they eventually find a book and a tape recorder and they bring it up and they listen to it. And it, the, are, uh, these, I don't know what you want to call it. 
not poetry like it's called in the episode, but just kind of this incan this uh, incantation. incantation yeah, good. that that the person in the tape recorder says. And unbeknownst to them, this unleashes this evil in the woods. And that's kind of the, the first act of the film. That's that's our setup. That's what we get. Um, the, the, the biggest thing of note I caught this time, just being a more informed viewer than the first time I watched this, you know, even just five years ago, is how many different tropes that are easy to find. You know, the, the group arrives, um, the, the bridge is clearly something's fucked up with the bridge. They drive across it and it starts crumbling underneath them. Um, the, uh, the, um, arrival, once they get there, the, everyone just s staring at the one guy as he's going to slowly s make his way into the house. Um, the, the dinner scene, the, the, uh, unloading the car scene, you know, un un taking your baggage out of the car scene, which, Every time I see that scene, I just think of the movie Sledgehammer, which I don't think either of you have seen. You, one that you've made me see it. Oh, did I? Yeah, I forgot. You I lucky think you fucking sent me bastard. a copy. That's the one that makes no sense, right? And the like killer teleports and stuff. Yeah, <laughs> it was yeah. amazing. Like the 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 best bad movie I've ever seen. But I always think of that because they just have this super long, awkward scene where they're unloading like every piece of luggage from the car. And I just think it's hilarious. Stands out to you guys kind of in that in that first act there. Was there anything that stood out to you as either positive or negative? Sorry, I was peeing. Um, so I had it <laughs> muted. So that, that was why there was silence. Um, I had trouble this time. Like I've seen this movie solid seven times probably. Yeah, like it's always like a go-to when like when I was doing like the horror challenges because it's kind of short, right? Yeah, eighty-seven minutes, eighty-five minutes. Yeah, yeah. I had a hard time staying awake for them. <laughs> like, I mean, I worked and everything, but and I had I started playing Tomb Raider, and then I was like, I need to watch the movie, so I sat down, started watching it, and I was like nodding off. I'm like, no, this isn't good. Like, why am I falling asleep? I mean, it just seems really slow in the beginning. Mm -hmm. I mean, that was the only negative I noticed, but, um, I could see why people, I can see why some people don't like the movie, but that's for like act three. Yeah. Um, let me kind of dovetail on that. So I, I, to me, I feel like the beginning a little slow, but I was kind of engaged throughout the beginning. The the moment where I fell asleep and woke, had to wake up and, and kind of rewind, you know, was is in the middle of the film and that's every time i've watched it i kind of i doze off or i lose interest kind of in the middle of the film uh when everything's kind of going to shit um, but we'll talk about that more in, in a minute uh, ash do you have any uh, pros cons any thoughts on that opening act there the, and, and the setup at all um the uh i don't know i kind of like some of this stuff uh i i honestly watching it this time um, because the last time I watched it was before I had seen the remake. So okay. when I was watching it this time, I was comparing the two, um, maybe unfairly, but, uh, um, there were some things I liked about it. I liked the, the long, slow, awkward going up to the cabin. And I loved that the girls were all like, you haven't even seen this fucking place and you're taking us out in the middle of nowhere type of thing. You know, I liked that. <laughs> there was a couple of moments where I, just, I thought that was pretty funny. Yeah. Um, but it was just, I, I like some of the setup, but I don't know. It wasn't too bad. It just, I, 
I was kind of picking it apart, trying to compare the two. I mean, they're very different setups, even though the you know the remake uses the same idea. Very different characters, very different setup. You know, as to what's going on and what's happened there before, type of thing. So, right. Yeah, the one time I saw the remake. I was asleep for 80% of it, so I've never really actually seen the remake, so but we'll talk about that more on episode on the fourth episode with the fourth episode. So uh okay, so the act two, which is obviously you know, the ninety percent of this film, uh the conflict, the evil starts taking over all these friends one by one all of Ash's friends one by one, and eventually he's the only really the only one left to take on all this evil by himself. Um, and so that's kind of act two as summed up as, as, you know, accurately as I are. Tree rape. Exactly. All about the tree rape. Exactly. Love that scene. That was like my favorite scene. Yeah. That's kind of the opening because we get the, the incantation goes and then the next scene is, um, I, I don't know the character's name, but she walks out and Chick number uh, one. Right. Yeah. And she, Isn't she Ash's sister. Yeah. That one's Ash's sister. Yeah. And she gets literally raped by a tree. I mean, it's such a fucked up scene. But what is most amazing to me is how much Sam Raimi is able to do on on his budget. Uh, the effects for this tree rape is when it really... Uh, the effects, are I notice, are pretty good throughout the whole thing. But this tree rape is when... Oh, like, that's the first debatable, time, but I'll give you the tree. First time I noticed it. And I was like, "Wow! Like this is really impressive for uh, for for this low low budget independent film from 1981." I was very impressed. Some of where the special effects lose me are the hands. The person's clearly wearing a glove, and that bugs me. And then the puppets, because you can clearly tell that they the humans turn into puppets at some points, and uh, that that throws me out of it. But I mean, given what this film is, I was able to forgive that. Um, Ash, what were your thoughts on the special effects? I uh, mixed bag. Um, when they work, they're great. Mm-hmm. When they don't, they're utter shit. <laughs> and that's even with even with the limited budget they have. Like, like at one point uh, later on in the movie, when they do the claymation sequences, you can tell it's claymation. You can tell it's fucking clay. It looks right. like clay. I'm just like, oh, come on, guys. See, that's no. what I love about it, though. No, like, see, it just because it adds just, to like that bizarre camp. effect. But it's campy. But well, see, but though they do something similar in Evil Dead Two, and it completely works. And it just, it just. What? fails utterly here i don't know it just doesn't work for me compare the um compare the budgets to from evil dead one to evil dead two though they're actually pretty close (laughs) uh they did a few they had a like a few more things with it but i think a lot of it a lot of it with evil dead is first time filmmakers doing it right but they used a lot of the same tricks for evil dead two but they had more experience doing it this time I think that's a lot of the big part of it. And it just, it, um, I did like the, the, I had completely forgotten about the one part where close to the end where the giant hands rip out of the people. Uh, I did love that. That was a great effect. That one worked really well for me. Well, I, um, I have to do some fact checking 
Evil Dead's budget listed at $350,000. Evil Dead 2 at $3.5 million. I wouldn't call that cl- close. Okay, well, all right. Uh... It's a zero or two. <laughs> okay, okay. But at the same time, um, they do a lot of the... <sighs> Well, how much of that is them having to build the cabin inside of a school uh, for Evil Dead 2 to shoot that and a couple of other things, and how much of that actually went to effects? Well, yeah, that I, I don't know. And there's a six-year six year gap between them, too, so you have a yeah. progression in special effects work. Yeah, there's that, too. So it just, I don't know. The, the, some of the effects work just took me out of it completely. It's just like, it just... It's like I can deal with it looking kind of fakish and otherworldly, and but then there's just okay, this looks like something I could throw together in my backyard in five minutes. Yeah, that type of thing. You know, it's just like okay, I appreciate what you guys are trying to do, and this didn't work. So I don't know. I mean, I like a lot of the a lot of the neat shots. There was this one shot in particular. Um, it's an overhead shot as Ash is walking away. And then he steps back, and the camera kind of crawls over the top of him and comes back down to fr- you know to bring him into frame mm-hmm. at the top. I absolutely love that. And there's a lot of the the typical Sam Raimi zoom in shots. Yeah. And then they had the the uh, him strapping her uh, Linda down in the the tool shed and, and <laughs> all that. You know they those are some really great iconic shots. It's just some of them, and I actually loved uh, Linda's makeup before they went full deadite with her. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, it worked great. She was perfectly creepy, and the one in the basement, particularly, most of the time looks great. Um, but it's just like the other, the other two people, and when they go like full deadite with Linda, just look off, way too off. They just, I don't know, it looks clunky. It, it I appreciate that they have a budget with it, but it just, it, it, I don't know, it's too much for me. Yeah, I think I was able to forgive a lot of the odd special effects moments, especially the the puppets are what really killed it for me, is when you could t- clearly tell that there was a puppet there. But um, like, for example, when um, the tree rape girl is being thrown into the cellar for the first time, I mean, there's like four or five shots in a <laughs> row of the puppet and it's just awful. Yeah. But I think I could forgive that because because these are, you know, first time filmmakers the shots, like you're saying, this, the cinematography aspect of the film is pretty remarkable to me. Uh, the shots, the way he's able to use lighting, he has such it's it's uh, it takes place at night, but he's still able to use such strong, bright lights to create the effect that he's going for. It was it was it was awesome. Uh, there's a couple scenes outside where he's using the car headlights uh, when they pull up to the bridge and the tree rape his sister um realizes that the the bridge is done and she's like they're not gonna let us escape and she goes nuts and this have this ring of lights that's being formed by the headlights and the shot kind of is a uh, overhead shot not perfectly overhead but that's the idea it's going for and it's just an awesome shot um and then they do that again later on after he uh decapitates the, it was the claim. I think it was the claim or no, not the claimation. It was before that. It was right before that. Uh, it's the one outside where he decapitates the girl in the, the it might be Linda. I think it's Linda. Yeah. Cause he gets the necklace off of her and um, Linda's his girlfriend, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. And he decapitates her and then her body, like her head's laughing at him, mocking him as he's uh, walking away and he's eventually, you know, destroys 
that as he walks away and just that shot another overhead shot like that is is really great um but i I just think that the use of lighting for such a low budget first time filmmakers film is is really remarkable chris what were your thoughts on uh kind of that the the effects aspect of it well i i think it's definitely the deciding factor if you're gonna love it or hate the film because, I mean, Jeff had mentioned he'd never seen it. I was like, I don't think you're going to like it. Right. <laughs> yeah. I, 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 there's too much blood for you, and there's some questionable stuff in there. Mm-hmm. I just don't think it's going to, you know, work right for you. I, I don't think it's your type of film. Yeah. Um, but, I mean, I love it. I think it's, it's fun, and it just adds to the campiness of it. Mm-hmm. I mean, you can tell these people had fun making this movie. Yeah. Mm, well, I <laughs> if you listen to them talk about it, no, they didn't. <laughs> it looks Sam, like Raimi, did, Sam, Ra- Sam Raimi did, but the the actors were like miserable. <laughs> <laughs> well, the wow. the things they had in their eyes, like those contacts, they like white out their eyes. I, those must have been just awful. I had, a, I was in a production of Julius Caesar where the I forget the character's name, but she was the the blind lady. Uh, and one of my friends was playing her and they had the, that not is large on the eye, but just for the actual, like I, like it was a contact lens and it, she couldn't handle it because it was so uncomfortable. And these are like twice the size and it was 1981, you know, or 1980. So, I mean, I can't imagine that they would have been comfortable to deal with. Yeah. I don't know. Uh, I, I, I like the special effects a lot. I think it adds to the charm and stuff. Mm hmm. The amount of blood in this film is wow. I was taken aback by how much blood is in this movie. It's so cool. <laughs> Evil Dead Two works. Really? <laughs> oh yeah. Like I've seen Evil Dead Two, but I don't remember too much of it, and so that's why uh, I'm excited for this coming week because we'll be watching that and talking about that one. But uh, so the Act Three, we get the the resolution here. Uh, you know, I wrote, and this is just my opinion, so you feel free to disagree, but. Um, Ash takes out some, uh, of his possessed friends, but, uh, Scott and Cheryl are the names I couldn't think of earlier. They survive an attempt to attack him. And as they're about to take him out, he realizes that if the book is on fire, that'll take him out. So he eventually gets the book into the, 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 Nepro- the Necronomicon, the book of the dead into the flame. And it, it appears as if the evil is gone. And so, you know, it's the next morning and he's walking out, but then obviously the, the, the evil is not gone. It comes up and attacks him from behind as the movie ends. Um, but that's kind of act three is, is what I wrote down as act three. Um, so what's really weird, what, what threw me off about moving into the next film is that I I expected it to pick up right where this left off, but it doesn't, which I don't want to talk too much about because we're going to talk about it the next time. Um, but this is such, such a weird ending to have sequels to, I think. Um, it's just kind of complete to me. I don't know. But, uh, what were your thoughts on kind of this, the, the movie, the movie as a whole, I guess. Um, where does it rank in your evil dead film list ash we'll start with you uh actually this one is dead last for me okay. as far as as ranking goes mm-hmm. um and i like it i enjoy it it was it was it's a fun watch it just it's it just feels too clunky for me 
in yeah. a lot of in a lot of respects. I mean, I love some of the shots. I love you know, um, God, Bruce Campbell's young in this. Yeah, <laughs> and he and he's one of those actors who looks better as he gets older. <laughs> um, uh, but uh, I don't know. I and I liked it, and then it's just some of the effects worked really well, and I think they showed too much of the effects that didn't. They didn't use editing quite enough to to get it the timing right to make them work. Yeah, I think, I think careful editing might have fix some of that but I, maybe they didn't have the shots i don't know right so. and that's why i guess it'd be criminal not to talk about bruce campbell in this film i thought i was i was very surprised because i don't remember liking him as much as i liked him this time around um but he's just he has great comedic timing in the uh beginning of the film um and he's able to handle this situation uh, as if it's really happening to him, and it's it's a pretty uh, enjoyable uh, experience to watch him go through this. Uh, I think he's he's excellent, so I'm really excited because he's clearly a, clearly a comedic actor, you know, from what we know of him, uh, and you know that's where he thrives is in comedy because he just has that expert timing, and so I know that it the series kind of gets funnier as it goes on. So I'm interested to, to definitely watch as it as it progresses. And now, what about you, Chris? Oh, this is the this is the top for me. Yeah, yeah. This is my favorite of the four. Okay. Um, I just I feel like I'm missing out on some. I feel like I'm not doing this film enough justice because I didn't I didn't take any notes while I was watching it. Um, so I'm missing out on some of like the excellent shots and and some of the gore effects that I really liked. Uh, the the claymation aspect at the end there, I, I didn't mind that at all. I thought that was a pretty, I don't know, cool way of doing it. I enjoyed that. But for me, without having seen all of them, I can't really rank it yet. But I liked it a lot better this time than I have in the past. Um, I would say it's probably, I'd probably give it three out of four stars. Um, it was a good film. It just loses me a little bit in the middle because... There's so little setup and so little resolution that the conflict is basically in the entirety of the film, which is not not unusual, but it's just the way this is handled because Ash is, is pretty much by himself for the majority of the film and just taking on the evil by himself, which is, is um, I don't know, just kind of wears on me a little bit, I guess. But uh, so star rating, Chris, one to four stars. Four. And what about you, Ash? I'm going to go two and a half. Okay. We got a three, a four, and a two and a half. So right up there. So it's always a good sign. So with that in mind, let's move on to any other final thoughts about The Evil Dead, the first original film? Nope. All right. Well, so I, I did have I did have something to mention. Um, you, were, you were saying that the uh, each of the evil, the, the, the ending feels kind of finite. Mm-hmm. Um, each of the sequels to this retcons and retells the previous film. Oh, okay. I think I have heard that. <laughs> so, so and I, 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 the first like opening like fifty minutes or twenty minutes of Evil Dead Two basically retells this film because they didn't have rights to the footage. Right. Yep. I so. remember listening to that in the commentary. But all right, excellent. So let's move on to Ash versus Evil Dead Episode One. Entitled El Hefe. 
<laughs> something like that. I don't speak Spanish, but they did say it in in the episode. I think it was El Jefe, uh, directed by Sam Raimi himself. All right, so we start off with our boy Ash dancing around his room, getting ready. Grabs his condoms, grabs his hand, and he's going to the bar. So we pull into the bar, and it's a relatively empty bar. I love, I love when he grabs the dart and just walks and then throws it as if it's going to be a bullseye, and it just lands outside the dartboard. I thought that was absolutely hilarious. But he sees this woman at the bar who's clearly uh, upset or something, and just turns on his charm and uh, takes her into the bathroom. And <laughs> they just have sex in the bathroom, and it was hilarious. I mean, so. That's the opening scene. And what immediately stood out to me in this opening scene was how over the top it is, which is so uh, it's over the top in a different way than the original film is. Um, But I think we're going to get that more as we continue through the movies. Uh, This episode, uh, I think, kind of fits. It's it's not quite Army of Darkness over the top, but it's Mm -hmm. uh, over Evil Dead 2's over the top. So it's kind of between the two films, I think. Gotcha. As far as that goes. Okay. So, um, I thought the, the, the girl he was having sex with in the bathroom was just a horrible actress, but I thought it, even though she was horrible, I thought it worked so well. Um, so it might not be that she's a horrible actress. It might just been the style she was going for. Yeah. Um, I couldn't tell if she was faking it. Right. Yeah, exactly. I'm like, I'm confused. (laughs) I think they were going for horrible, absolutely horrible. Cause the whole, the, the whole idea is that Ash is just a complete loser now. (laughs) (laughs) and they're just going for that and this is kind of what you know what his life has become right and then uh the girl turns into a a deadite and said what uh it says the same thing that they've said in the evil dead the original evil dead a hundred times we're gonna get you or we're coming for you or something like that and he freaks out but uh he's like oh something happened to me that hasn't happened in 30 years um and she's like well now what and he's like well i need to go and she's like really he's like well i guess i could finish <laughs> and so then he just comes up and starts fucking her again and then he's just looking around all awkwardly like what the fuck just happened <laughs> it was hilarious i just um, he's slapping her ass while i know doing it <laughs> with his wooden hand <laughs> take my wood do you like my wood <laughs> fucking hilarious so i didn't think it was that funny uh-huh like i wasn't laughing out loud i was like oh it's humorous <laughs> this opening scene you're talking about? Yeah, well, okay. the dancing and then the sex oh, thing. Yeah. Like, it, it was humorous to me, but I wasn't, like, actually laughing. Okay, yeah. I mean, I it wasn't, wasn't laughing until the bathroom scene. But but I knew what they were going for. Yeah. So it wasn't like it was bad, it wasn't great. It was just kind of like, okay, it, it it's funny. It can, you know, I can see people liking it. It's just okay mm-hmm. for me. Okay. Um, and so Are that- you nervous? Are you nervous that I hate this? <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't think you hate this at all. I'm not nervous about that at all. But we'll find out. Uh, so we get, uh, so he leaves the bar and he's kind of singing his way home, and uh, he's trying to figure out what the fuck happened. And so he he went home. He checks his. I love that he keeps the fucking Necronomicon in his in his chest next to his bed. But he opens it up and he's like, "Oh, there it is." And then finds this um, Ziploc bag in there, and is like, "How did you get in there?" And then we have this flashback to, I don't know, the night before, presumably, where he gets high with this girl 
and she she loves poetry she loves french poetry and she's like do you have any poetry and he turns to the look the, the necronomicon and is like well it's not french but and so they open the book and they start reading from the book which is obviously what's going to unleash this evil as we know from the original film and all the sequels most likely and so uh th- i i love that that's how it's just such a unique and humorous way to get everything, to get the monsters back into his world, essentially, to get everything going again. Um, and then we get the logo, Ash versus Evil Dead. Welcome to it. All right. So any more op- uh, thoughts on that opening at all? Ash, anything? I was amused. Okay. <laughs> it was just... Yeah, yeah I, I was. That was kind of what I was expecting, just from all the the behind the scenes stuff. Okay, yeah, I was, I was pleasantly surprised by the opening, um, but happier that it got better as it went on. I'd say, uh, Chris, any other thoughts on that opening, or was that kind of? No, that was kind of it. Okay, excellent. So we get these two police officers pulling up to this house, <clears throat> and uh, what I loved about this, it, it was it was used. Almost too much, but it still worked just because of the whole th- the, the way the episode was going already at that point. They used the oblique shot, which is kind of that tilted camera shot in, in virtually every shot of the cops and the house and everything, um, which is you know supposed to give the viewer the idea that something's not quite right because the shot's not straight. And so uh, I thought that was just awesome. And uh, they used it a lot, but they used it really well. And so they, they get in the house and it turns out that it's the girl that Ash was smoking pot with the night before. Um, she's in the house and the, she's wearing this like white sheet over and the cop pulls it off and it's her and they tell her to turn around. And so she just twists her head around, which I thought was really cool. Um, twists her head around and then just, they kind of go batshit nuts at that point. Um, the, thing i liked about this was once carson kind of turned into the deadite he's on the ceiling and he crawls across the ceiling which i thought was really cool um and the the cgi was kind of hit and miss there which i don't i don't really care i was engaged at that point i was invested already because the opening was fun um i don't really care if that cgi wasn't like great but the cgi when the girl got shot in the head was actually pretty decent but the CGI when Carson gets shot in the head and his head gets blown away was really shitty. So I was I was surprised that there was such a big difference there. Did you guys notice that at all, or was it not notable to you? I want to know what fucking caliber she has in that little <laughs> shitty ass pistol that she's able to blow someone's head completely apart with that. It was, but it was yeah, it, the, his head going wasn't great. I did like the the half shot on the first on the first girl though. That was yeah. That, that was pretty convincing, especially yeah, her convincing. running around with like a hollowed out, the hollowed out skull. That was kind of like, wow. Okay. Right. <laughs> um, and what about you, Chris? Any thoughts on that on that scene at all? Well, I was a little apprehensive when she gets like half her face blown off, mm-hmm. and there wasn't, and the the black girl was not covered in blood. I think <laughs> there was just a little bit of speck. I'm like, that doesn't look right at all. I didn't even notice. Like, yeah, she didn't have a whole lot of blood for someone being, like, in the blast zone. Right. I was like, that's weird. But then that quickly got resolved. There was blood and gore everywhere. Right. Um, I, I love the shot as it splatters across the windows. Uh-huh. And then they, like, fade to black. Yeah. I like that shot. Cool. But I, lo- I love this entire scene. Like, it definitely 
set the mood perfectly, and she was definitely creepy with her head turned around, like yeah, the body motions. I was like, oh, <laughs> right, yeah, I, I totally agree. Totally That's agree. not right. Stop yep. that. <laughs> yeah, I did love how they they kind of finished the scene with all the shutters in the house kind of closing one right after the other mm-hmm. to make the room completely dark. That was great. Yeah. Love that. See, I actually paid attention, so that says something about this. There you go. That's good. Makes for good conversation. <laughs> uh-huh, uh-huh, yeah. And then they did that thing, and then, yeah. That thing. <laughs> and then nothing happened for 45 minutes. <laughs> the end. Oh. All right, so Ash, we get Ash. He's a Berkeley, Michigan reference. I love because, uh, you know, this will be taking place in Michigan, and uh, I love all the the references they have the Michigan State code on later on the Berkeley Michigan uh, bookstore, um, and so he's going to go talk to this guy at this bookstore about the book of the book of the dead, uh, and he goes over to the old lady next to him, and is like, "Hey, can you? While I'm gone, can you clean up my clean up my uh, what are they uh, mobile home um, trailer? That's the word I was searching for. Can you clean up my trailer for me?" And he's like, clean out the, I don't clean out the the shitter. I don't know what it's called, the whatever where he shits. <laughs> clean that out, and not the toilet though, but it's like the tubes leading under the thing, and uh, it's just like awful that he's asking this old lady to do it. But he's so damn charming while he's doing it that like I want to clean out a shit tank for him. You know, that's what I loved about it. I love the gloves. The gloves were fantastic. <laughs> the black gloves. <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, and I, then, go ahead. I, I think uh, it almost looks like the trailer that they're using in this. I know they're using the classic, the, the Sam Raimi classic car mm-hmm. that they used in all the Evil Dead movies anyway, but um, in all of Sam Raimi's movies. It's in Sam Raimi's, one of yeah. his movies. Um, but they, uh, the trailer almost looks like it's the same one from My Name is Bruce. Oh, I think it might be. I'm not entirely sure. Okay. So it might actually be like one of their actual like trailers that they use when they go filming and shit. That's, awesome. <laughs> That's cool. It probably is knowing them. But so and then Ash is walking away and he hears something. He hears, you know, the wind blowing kind of his name. And so he turns back and, and sees a deadite, uh, the lady turn into a deadite. But then he looks again and it's not. And so uh, he takes off basically at this point he's trying to um gonna try to head to his work to get his paycheck so he can leave because he needs to get out of here um and so he goes there and then we meet his boss mr roper i I thought his boss was hilarious just the -the over-the-top prick that he is i thought that was awesome i thought he did a really good job with it uh he's just a total douchebag but it was funny as hell and so he asked really gonna use that lizard again as an excuse (laughs) (laughs) and he just uh yes i am (laughs) so fucking oh yeah that was that it instantly earned bonus points because he had a bearded dragon and i have a dragon so that's right i forgot about that that's so funny um and so he asked for his paycheck and he's like no you know the policy you have to work to the end of the day then you get your paycheck and that's how it is and so he's okay and he's like put away these light bulbs and he fucking picks up the box puts it over his shoulder and all the light bulbs fall out Half of them break, which I was just dying. And then he walks over them trying to, like, pick them up. Oh, man. It was so fucking hilarious. Oh, then when he's he's sweeping them up, he sweeps them (laughs) under the pallet. So she doesn't actually have to pick them up. (laughs) And then 
And then enter Pablo, who I hope is in this series for a long time because he is quite funny. Um, you like your Latin men, don't you? I apparently I <laughs> apparently I have a thing. Yeah, and it's Latin men. Who knew? Who knew? But uh, he's hilarious. I, I love it. Uh, he introduces. So we get introduced to Kelly, who is Pablo's friend that he helped get a job there. And so Ash looks over and is like, whoa, you know, good job, blah, blah, blah. And she's like, uh, Pablo goes, she haunts my dreams. Just kidding. She does, though. And I, <laughs> I thought I was just fucking hilarious. I thought I was dying. And so my first impression of Pablo was I, I, I literally wrote down, God, I hope we get more of this guy because I thought he was hilarious. What, what were your first impressions of Pablo, Chris? <laughs> Good impression. What were your first impressions of Pablo, Ash? <laughs> <laughs> uh i i thought it was pretty funny i did like the i did like the comment thing that she haunts my dreams i know <laughs> that was pretty funny yeah uh and speaking of funny lines said by new characters that we're in, getting introduced to for the first time uh ash goes over to talk to kelly and he basically hits on her even though he could literally be her father that's how old he is compared to her um at one point he goes you know i'm, I'm 10 pounds overweight she goes 10 Okay, 30 pounds overweight. <laughs> I just thought that was really funny. Uh their their um kind of their their back and forth between those two was really good. Um and I I'm really excited to see those two on screen more as the as the season continues because I think they have a really good chemistry together. I forget the question you asked me but I was peeing. I got, again. How many times you get a fucking pee in one you know podcast? What? I've had a lot to drink. I guess Don't so. judge me. I've only peed like four or five times. So. <laughs> I, I am completely judging you right now. I know, man. It's a small bladder you got there. I have one kidney and a small bladder. <laughs> God. Oh, man. So what were your first impressions of Pablo? Um, I didn't love him. I didn't hate him. He just kind of existed. I thought he, I actually thought he was the first person to die. Oh, okay. But clearly I was wrong. But he, he does grow on me later yeah. on. Yeah. So the next scene, we go back to the agent. She's at a, uh, the one who just had to kill her partner at the house that we talked about earlier. And these cops come in. They, they're staring at her and talk, clearly talking about her. Um, so basically, we find out that she's out of work right now because they're you know pending an investigation and a psychological evaluation and yada, yada, yada because of the fact that she you know killed two people in the house. And we also find out that she's not even certain what she saw was real. And this random lady in the booth next to her, I, I don't, that was random as hell to me. Just asked if you're okay. Are you okay? And then I, that was strange. I, I imagine that'll have something to do with something later, but. That was Lucy Lawless. She's. Oh, was it? I didn't even notice. Yeah. yeah. She's, she's going to be in it more. Um, okay. I, I won't go into it because it's spoiler, yeah. but. Interesting. Yeah. I didn't even notice. Did not I was kind of bummed that spoilers were out and about for her. Okay, yeah. Keep those who off she plays. Because I don't know. So we go back to Ash, and he's in the back, and he's trying to put the rest of the light bulbs away. <laughs> <laughs> and the God. lights go out. And so he's like, hey, well, uh, where's the turn lights off for? And then he hears something, and he thinks it's one of the dolls. And so he's looking at all the dolls, staring them down, staring them down. And then all of a sudden, this little doll just fucking leaps on him and starts, like, biting him and shit. And eventually pulls one of his teeth out. And he eventually gets the doll thrown to the ground. And it's 
grabs this knife. Uh, it's a box cutter. And is running at him, about to attack Ash when Pablo comes in to rescue them and smashes the doll, who has blood in her, apparently, because blood went everywhere after he smashed her, with the um, shovel. And he goes, hey. (laughs) (laughs) I like them. I like them a lot. They're quite funny together. And so this is when we get the backstory. If you haven't seen The Evil Dead, all you have to do is watch this first episode and it doesn't really matter. Like there are a lot of inside jokes I'm sure that you're not getting, but you could understand what's going on in this series if you just watch this episode because we get the whole backstory, which is he tells, you know, he went back or 30 years ago, he went to a cabin, unleashed evil. And ever since then, he's been trying to ward it off is basically how it is. Um, But. What I noticed is that the backstory he was telling, I think it was all from Evil it, well it had to be because he didn't have the rights for Evil Dead. It was uh, all from well, Evil Dead too. No, no. It was it was a mix. Uh, because okay. stars put out Evil Dead, they had the right to use footage from Evil Dead. <laughs> oh, <right>. So they, <laughs> they actually used Yeah, I they didn't... used footage of um of everyone of his friends from Evil Dead except for Linda. They used Linda from Evil Dead too. Oh, okay. So they kind of mixed it up, and then him uh, chopping off his hand is from Evil Dead too. Right. Also. Yeah, because that's what I was gonna say. Like the the chainsaw thing is not in Evil Dead like it is in Evil Dead too. So right. Um. So then we find out Pablo. I what I love about Pablo is that he's just fucking all in. He thinks Ash. He even says it. You're the coolest thing that's happened to this store. You're the coolest thing at this store. He's just all in on Ash, and so. No, it doesn't matter what's happening. He's all about him, and so he calls Ash. He's like, "You're the you're the jefe," or he, I don't I don't speak Spanish, and I sound like an idiot when I try. But jefe, uh, yeah, it is jefe. Jefe, okay. You know, you are the. He thinks he thinks that Ash could be the jefe because he tells a story about his uncle, um, and that's the story that his uncle told. Is you know, there's one person that can defeat the evil, and that's the jefe, and he thinks Ash is the jefe, and so, um, the next scene we get we get Kelly talking to her father by a like skype by a facetime i guess and kelly's dad another bad actor but he he looks i don't know that i actually i want to look it up because um uh he looked suspiciously like sam raimi oh i don't didn't even notice that i feel like sam raimi would look older than that character did though at this point uh kelly maxwell uh, Kelly's father. No, Phil, Phil Peloton. Okay. Oh, okay. Um, and so we found out earlier that uh, Kelly's father, I'm sorry, Kelly's mother died six months ago, which was another really funny line between Ash and Kelly. You know, next time you should just say thanks because that's kind of rude throwing that onto somebody. <laughs> like, just They're so funny together. But He was such an asshole. Right I, there. Know. <laughs> I know. And so... All of a sudden, Kelly's watching and her, his dad's like, you know, she's here. She's here. And Kelly's like, what are you talking about? Who's there? And he turns the camera to the door and the door. Pop, well, all we see is like a silhouette and uh, of, a, of a, a female person. And Kelly freaks out and she's like, you know, that was my mother. But she died six months ago. And so she's like, you know, I got to go. And Papa's like, you know, I'll, I'll take you. And so they she takes off and they are heading out and he's. Um, eventually going to get her to um, Ash. But before that, we get to the cop again. 
And uh, at this point, I'm not really sure I like the cop, but I'm not really sure why I wouldn't. Um, I am intrigued to see why she's special or important, though. Um, And uh, maybe she's a future love interest for Ash. I mean, I don't I don't know. We'll see. Spoilers again. Uh, But so she goes back to the house and and she finds a a piece of Ash, uh, her her partner's shirt. And that is all it takes. She's certain now that what she saw the uh, well, the the night before, or the week before, whatever it was, actually happened. And so that's the end of her for this episode. Um, and then Pablo is like, you know, I'm going to take you to someone who you know might be able to help us. And they pull into Ash's place, and she's like, and Kelly's like, oh, this this idiot. Um, and so we, <laughs> I love that Ash has false teeth. I don't know why, but I think it's just perfect and it cracks me the fuck up. And uh, so what do we find out here? So um, Kelly is eventually grabbed by this deadite who, re- you know, busts through the glass. And Pablo trying to pull her off was so funny because he's such a small guy and his legs are literally both uh, his both his feet are against the wall. And he's trying to pull the arm off and he can't get it. And it was just a really funny shot. Um and then Ash grabs the axe and tosses the axe at it, and uh, it it not, cuts the chops the deadite's arm off, and so he saves he saves Kelly, and then he rips his work shirt off, and what's underneath but the signature blue shirt, and then he rips the belt off Kelly, and she just looks like she's wooed at that point, and then he goes, "I knew you'd think about it later," and he rubs her face with his wooden hand. I think it's so funny that he touches the women with the woman hand with the wooden hand. This is perfect. I don't know why, but it's funny as fuck. And uh, then he's talking about the things he has to do. The first thing I have to do is go to talk to this guy about this book. And then he kind of stands there and goes, the other first thing I got to do is cardiovascular because my heart is jackhammering like a quarterback on prom night. The lines in this episode are so fucking good. There's some great whiners here. And then we get the introduction of the chainsaw. And I thought that was done really, really well. And then uh, the old lady who lives next door that he helped asked to clean his trailer makes a return. But this time she's a full deadite and uh, watching her like kick ass was a lot of fun. And then I wrote watching her die in slow motion was even better. I don't know. Her little nails were like creeping me out. <laughs> I know they were so pointy, but I just all right. how batshit crazy that whole fight <sighs> sequence was. I know it was so fun to watch. It was very, very Army of Darkness the way they did it out. Okay. Uh, uh, yeah, this is this was very. This whole sequence felt very Army of Darkness. <laughs> and then Ash eventually, you know, chainsaws her head off, decapitates her, and uh, Pablo goes, "How does it feel?" Nash says, "Groovy," and that ends the episode, which was just fucking perfect. So, what were your overall thoughts on episode one of ash versus evil dead chris more i wanted more it ended and i was like no no i i I need more these half hour episodes which is way different than the past two shows we've watched (laughs) right well scream started but you know scream was decent at first and then just yeah i didn't want more i wanted it to end (laughs) give me less let it be canceled (laughs) All right, and what about you, Ash? What were your overall thoughts on episode one? 
Uh, I love this. I thought it was fun. Uh, and a couple of the over-the-top stuff. I was hoping for more Evil Dead 2 style than Army of Darkness style, just because my tastes have changed a bit. But mm-hmm. overall, I liked it. I liked it a lot. But it did a lot of the, a lot of the right stuff at the right times to make it a lot of fun. Yeah. So, and the doll scene just had me cracking up. And then <laughs> the, the overt Army of Darkness sequence was just fun. So, yeah. yeah, it was. I mean, it was a lot better than I expected it to be. I. Uh, it was just an absolute shit ton of fun to watch from beginning to end. Um, and I think the whole series is going to be a fucking blast. Um, I can't wait to continue through Evil Dead 2 and Army of Darkness. That way I, I'll be able to catch more of the inside jokes as the uh, series continues on. Because I feel like I'm getting a, a good amount of them just from you know, my overall film knowledge. But I feel like there's a lot I'm missing too. And so I'm excited to finally be able to catch up with those. Uh, but I absolutely love this episode. I thought it was hilarious. Uh, the acting was right where it needed to be, whether it was shit or awesome. Uh, it was whatever they did was what was supposed to be. Um, yeah. And I'm, I'm excited that we're going through this one. Cause I think it's going to be a lot of fun to talk about. Um, I know uh, Mark Nadeau, who actually had a um, article go live, our, one of our first guest editorials in a very long time, since Ash and Chris were guest writers on the site. Um, he wrote about Fantastic Fest, and he actually tweeted about this episode. He said at the end of it, after after Bruce said groovy, and it went to black, he started clapping because he said he, he liked it that much. He said it was exactly what he wanted it to be. We should try to get him on for an episode or two, see if he has any free time in the coming weeks here so we can talk about this. But yeah it was a lot of fun um excellent any other final thoughts on episode one gentlemen no i'm just glad that it's a good show for once that it (laughs) seems like it can it can hold its own yeah i don't really like if they keep with this same style i don't know how it's going to go downhill is kind of what i'm thinking right now so right and and they can they can do a more serious episode they can do you know more violent more fun like i think they they can easily go either way with any of the episodes and be perfectly fine. Yeah, you're so right. Like, it's just, it's just so ripe for either any direction, basically, at this point. It was a perfect pilot for that because it established, you know, all those different uh, aspects that it could be. So, very good point there. I think just from the first episode, I'm getting the feeling that they are where most people binge watch their shows. Uh yeah. Just because of the, not necessarily the abrupt ending, but this one definitely is not going to be episodic. Like, you're going to have to watch it from start to finish. Right, right. Speaking of, did you watch the preview for episode two? No. What about you, Chris? Nope. Okay. Let me uh, pull it up, though. (laughs) (laughs) But All right, so that is episode one of Ash vs. Evil Dead. Make sure you stick with us. We were going to be reviewing all 10 episodes of season one of Ash vs. Evil Dead. And we're excited about it. So hopefully you are as well. Uh, I know if you did not catch episode one, then you're probably not listening to us at this point. But in case you didn't, for whatever reason, you can actually watch it on Stars, the Stars website for free. I don't know if all the season's going to be on there or if they're just doing episode one as a teaser. Um, but if you haven't seen it, that's a good way to check it out. Um, if you have not checked out any of the 13 days of Halloween on Cinefessions, definitely do so. 13 awesome uh, reviews and articles up there, uh, all horror related, obviously. 
and we had like I was talking about Mark's Fantastic Fest top five films you can take a look at, and we finished up the Sense Eight podcast that went live on Sunday, and so that wrapped up. That was episode twenty five. Wrapped up the Sense Eight season one Netflix original series. So if you haven't listened to that yet, make sure you take a listen. And I guess that is that, gentlemen. Thank you for being here on a Monday night. We're kind of getting, this was kind of a long episode, but that's all right. Um, just because of all of our ranting, but that's okay. So that's next damn best week. Buy. Yeah, exactly. But next week we will be back on Monday night again and talking about Evil Dead 2 and episode 2 of Ash versus Evil Dead. So make sure you are tuning in for that. And as always, if you have any comments, questions, concerns, email us at contact at cinefessions.com or hit us up on Twitter. I am at Simon1, Chris is at Wolverine Factor, and Ash is at D-H-G-F-A-S-H-E. And you can hit us up at Cinefessions as well on Twitter. So that is that. Thank you, everybody, for listening tonight, and we will catch you next time. (laughs) 